I've got about 10 seconds to open up today's program. So what should I talk about today? I've been reading some news stories that I think you can guess. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Many of you know, last week was a very difficult week for me. Had to make a trip that I wasn't planning to do to say goodbye to a good friend. And in doing so, I had to avail myself of flying again. This is the third time that I have flown during the pandemic. My first flight was back in Oh, October of last year, then another one in January to visit a church, and now to to say goodbye to a very close friend of mine. Flying on the airlines these days, if you're looking for evidence of some of the screwy stuff, the strange stuff, the lies were being told about the pandemic, all you need to do is go to the airport. Just go to the airport and you'll figure out how much fraudulent information has been given to us by people in authority and government. I mean, I'm serious. I I am not exaggerating with what I'm telling you. A year ago, I worked in emergency management and about this time, about this time of the month of April, I had determined that a lot of the information we were given to start with was completely bogus and incorrect. We had spent millions of dollars planning for something that never happened to this day. So what do we do as a government? What do we do as a nation? What do we do as a world? We kept up with the sham. We kept up with the narrative. We kept the fear alive. We couldn't let a good crisis go to waste in this world. I really believe, and I'm not giving any hyperbole here, I'm not trying to be over the top, I'm not trying to be any kind of conspiracy theorist, even though I'm going against the standards of Facebook and Twitter. Well, if you go against the standards of Facebook and Twitter, then you must be telling the truth. I'm serious about that too. I go back a year ago, it is the month of April, and I'm beginning to wonder, when are we going to see 3,000 people die in our county? I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing how 3,000 people are going to die in the next month or two. The numbers we were told would happen by March, not even 5% of that number had occurred let alone 50 or 60%. So I couldn't see how we're on track to be at 3,000 people dying, even if you have a straight line curve going forward. It's not going to happen. I became very concerned. I remember doing a radio program during the time that I'm back in emergency management, your weekend show, and I entitled it The Politics of a Pandemic. And I meant everything that I said at that time. 
there are plenty of politics to this pandemic. There's something that didn't smell right. The pandemic has yet to me to fully pass the smell test. Yet fear is a great motivator. Fear can be used against you. It can place you at odds with your neighbors, your friends, and even your family. Oh, you must take the vaccine or you will die. You will die without the vaccine. Don't you know you need the vaccine? Okay. Now we're being told, well, it may not work as well as we thought. Uh, Well, it doesn't stop the spread of the disease. It doesn't even stop you from getting it. It might uh, lower your symptoms. So you get to wear your face mask anyway. Oh, and yeah, you got to come back for a second. Well, wait, 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 wait. May have to come back in several months for a third injection. We may have to do this once or twice a year forever. The coronavirus is here to stay. Or so they hope it will. I saw things occurring last year early on, when we still had a lot to learn about this pandemic and the danger that it truly posed. Gretchen Whitmire. Gretchen Whitmire, the governoress of the state of Michigan, probably one of the most diabolical and evil governors in the United States, period. Period. An evil woman to the core, an opportunist to the core, and she is now high on power. A year ago, people wanting to just simply plant a garden in their backyard. You couldn't buy seed or any garden implements. You could only buy the necessities that she decided you could have. What kind of evil is this? You can't grow food. It's pure evil. It's evil that is satanic, totally satanic. I've been reading a lot of stories of late and information that I'm getting from sources that I have observed and read over the past year that always end up being proven correct. We've been told there were the 560,000 whatever people died of COVID. They, did they really die of COVID? No. We were shown videos a year ago of people walking down streets in China, collapsing and dying on the street from being exposed to COVID-19. And we have people in the United States today that believe they must wear a face mask as they drive by themselves in their own car. In Spain... Once again, you get into these socialist governments that have walked away from God and they have reprobate minds. You know it. I know it. If you listen to this program, look at those leading our government today. This is the greatest example of reprobate minds in government in the history of the United States. These people have sold their souls to Satan, period. There is no life or health. There's no godliness in them. There's none of it. They're purely satanic agents. They're Luciferian agents running our government right now. Jerry Nadler, you are a Luciferian agent. 
Adam Schiff, you are a Luciferian agent. There's no doubt about it. And Madam Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, you are not a good Catholic. You are anti-Christian. You want to kill babies in the womb. You have proven yourself an agent of Satan. You are not going to heaven when you die. If you think that some priest will come by and throw some holy water on you without you burning up, and you're going to magically go to heaven, you're a fool. Oh, but I'm, I pray. Who do you pray to? Beelzebub? How many dead babies must there be funded by taxpayer dollars for you to be happy? How many lies do you have to perpetuate on the people of the United States? I think it was last week someone asked her the question, so have you been to the border? Oh, I've been to the border over the years, and I felt like saying if I had been a reporter uh, since it got really messed up, of course they're not going to go there. The vice president is not going to go there. Do you think you want to have attention drawn to the mess of the border to CNN and NBC and ABC and CBS? They can't cover that up. But they're trying to. We are being told lie after lie after lie by our own government. And those in power now would rather stand in front of you and tell a lie than ever break down and tell you the truth. Because if they ever tell you the truth, they will lose their power. And they know it. They know that their power is now based upon a total and absolute lie. And now they have to rush here in the United States to to close some doors. You know, let's make D.C. a state, even though there's a 23rd Amendment that said you can't do it. Let's make D.C. a state. Let's have permanent mail-in ballots. They're doing everything to make it a one-party, socialistic, communist rule by an elite few. And they put in a dementia-invaded individual that has no idea of what he's doing as the figurehead in charge. And I think he got there by absolute voter fraud. I don't care what Twitter tells me. I don't care what Facebook tells me. They're not a news source, and either is CNN. I keep looking at the lies we've been told. Like I say, being in an airport last week once again brings that to fruition. We must social distance or we're going to kill each other with a virus. So the guy on the speaker says, you must wear a face covering at all times when inside the airport or on an airplane. If you don't, you'll be charged with a federal crime and could face jail time or big fines and never fly again. I've got sick listening to this. This sounds like Orwell's 1984, the blaring speakers telling the people what they can and cannot do, what the truth is or is not. And it's all a lie. It is all an absolute lie. Did the coronavirus come from an old bat somewhere in China? No, it did not. At least not this one. Finally, even a few people at CNN, which has an issue with telling the truth, they're, in a, you know, they're a propaganda source. Somebody accidentally, you know, they're, they're, they're one of their great doctors admits that, you know, well, this, this virus could have come out of a lab in Wuhan after all. I told you that almost a year ago on your weekend show. 
I told you that back in August of last year when we began this radio show. Told you in September, October, November, December, January, February, the virus came out of a lab in Wuhan. And the whole time Facebook is saying, I can't say that because it's not true. I told you a year ago, this virus really originated in China and got out in a small pandemic you didn't hear much about, SARS-CoV-2003-2004. And it caught the attention of a certain doctor that works for the federal government. And you started having gain of function. That makes the virus more, shall we say, infectious and contagious. And who was that doctor that was so fascinated in making a more dangerous virus so he could invent, with a patent, a vaccine in 2005? Well, it was Dr. Anthony Fauci. We now know that. I said it. Yet every mainstream media outlet back in September, October, November, and December, would tell you that I was not telling you the truth. Now they're finally getting around slowly to the truth. It comes out. And it is coming out. One piece at a time. Anthony Fauci is the father of this virus, no matter what anybody tells you. He played the first gain-of-function games. Then when it became illegal in 2014 in the United States to play gain-of-function games with a virus, where did this virus go? Wuhan, China, and a lab. And now we were told all the way from last year, oh, no, 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 it was a, it was a wet market. It was a meat market. It was a whatever market in, in China. Then it, 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 it jumps species, and we don't really know who patient zero is. China knew what this virus was from day one, and they tried to hide it and contain it, and they failed. They protected themselves in Beijing. But they allowed travel from Wuhan to the rest of the world. And a lot of that travel went to, of all places, northern Italy. Then from northern Italy to the U.K. and from the U.K. to the United States. And you know the rest of the story. It's a pretty simple story, isn't it? And then we had Fauci. Well, it may take years to make a vaccine. He's probably right on that one. Because these so-called vaccines, you know and I know, are not really vaccines in the true sense of the word. These are something to modify using a messenger RNA to trigger your body to do certain things, and it's artificial. And honestly, they've been trying to do an, an mRNA kind of vaccine for basically a coronavirus for years, and it's been a total failure. But now we have millions of people willingly lining up and rolling up their sleeve and getting injected with who know what. And we don't know what the long-term effect is. A lot of people talk about those that have died from taking this new vaccine. And the number's not massively huge, but it's still a concern. But the one, the one thing nobody ever wants to talk about And this is what really concerns me. 
is what is the long-term effect of this going to be? There are too many reputable doctors, not quacks, not oddballs, not weirdos, you know, trolling on the internet. They have credentials. They have respect. They've written journals. They've been peer-reviewed. They are professors in some cases. And they're saying, "Would you? can you hang on a second here? There are too many things we simply do not know. We just don't know about the long-term effect. We've had no long-term study. We do know many of the prior attempts for a coronavirus-type vaccine have been dismal failures in the past that caused troubles later on. Why does nobody want to talk about that? What's the rush to get the whole world vaccinated with something that, A, does not stop you from getting it or spreading it? And you still got to run around with your face diaper on. Doesn't make any sense. Yet people run around in fear and they're so proud. I got the vaccine. I'm good to go. I'll be normal soon. Then you find out there are people out there that may have heart disease. And before they get their second shot, they're dead. Oh, it was just a heart problem. I'm telling you, I am deeply concerned about the number of people that are taking this experimental cocktail, and we have several different, you know, versions of it. Pfizer is one, uh, Moderna is another, then you've had the mess with the Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca. We don't know the long-term effect. And this is the kind of a, a vaccine. Once you've been va- you've taken the vaccine, you cannot be unvaccinated. And that concerns me as well. So today I just wanted to share a little bit about being lied to. And you know, it does I one of these days if I had some help in doing this program for someone to do some hunting and finding and editing. It would take a little while to do it, but I bet you could put together a five-minute montage, maybe a 50-minute montage, maybe an hour and a half, of, of just the father of the virus, Fauci, changing his mind, moving the goalpost, and changing his story week by week. And he has. More times than I can care to think. I, I just... I try to remember the number of lies. See, if you watch CNN or NBC, they just kind of gloss it over. And they act like it's just an update on what we already know, and it's really a total change of what we didn't know. Fauci, the fraud, and his little virus game. I think that President Trump was figuring that out, especially when a few other doctors came on board that are credible doctors. Oh, YouTube will tell you they're not. Hey, Facebook will tell you they're not. Uh, Twitter tells you they're definitely not reputable doctors. They're just doctors that have, I don't know, 40 years experience, excellent credentials in history, but because they're wrong, we know they must be wrong on this because they're going against Father Fauci of the virus. 
and people are willing to be lied to. People are still living in fear. People are lining up to get the vaccine so they can run back to their church, but they still have to wear a face mask. And they don't understand what's going on. Why? Wait a minute. You told us if we had the vaccine, we could be back to normal by the summer. Well, now it's where we're lucky we can have a neighbor come over for a hot dog for about five minutes, 10 feet apart from us in our backyard on the 4th of July. And in some states, that may not even happen. You know, Michigan, once again, is going crazy. Notice the states that have always had the roughest lockdowns and the greatest restrictions and the destruction of businesses and lives have the worst results on COVID-19. And the states that have freedom seem to do much better. Even though I think some of these numbers are crazy, I don't think the infection numbers are what they say they are. We know there's false positive tests. And we, there are just too many things about this that don't make any sense. I'll tell you what opened my eyes. Going to a funeral and just casually asking a question. How massive was the overflow of dead people into this mortuary? I mean, if we had all these people die, they should have been so overwhelmed they couldn't deal it, deal with it. The biggest problem mortuaries had was not that they were so overwhelmed with bodies. It's bodies they couldn't bury. Remember, you couldn't have a funeral service in New York, so you have mortuaries with no place to put the deceased that they've already prepared for burial. And everything's locked down at the state or city level in New York. And so a mortuary, where are they going to put them? They have to come up with something. They can't bury them. There's no services. They're trying to, you know, they're thinking back in March and April of last year that any day now we can get get back to somewhat normal. That's what we were told. Then we went through the summer, then the fall, then the winter. Now we're back in spring doing it all over again. Yeah, tell me lies. Tell me some more sweet little lies, Dr. Fauci. Tell me lies, Dr. Burks. Tell me lies, Joe Biden. Tell me lies. Because anytime you open your mouth now, I assume everything you're telling me is a lie. Jerry Nadler, you open your mouth, it's a lie. Nancy Pelosi, you open your mouth, it's always a lie now. You are so into lying and deceiving the people, you would not know the truth. The truth is no longer a part of who you are. That is what is a retrobated person. They can't even tell the truth. They can't even discern the truth because, as the Bible says, the truth is no longer in them. We allowed... No, let's let's change that. The baby boom generation which I am a part of, faster than any generation, with all that we were given by parents that had been through the Depression and a world war, and in some cases, the horrors of Korea. They gave us so much. And we never had the accountability or the hard times that our parents often faced. When I think of my wife and her dad landing in Normandy on D-Day and surviving to talk about it, my father working behind the lines in China in, in, a, in an elite corps in the Marines living to talk about it, 
the horrors that they saw. And they were the children of the Depression, not knowing what our nation's future would be. And they wanted to make sure that when we came along in the late 40s and early 50s, that we wouldn't have it as hard as they did. There was that kind of determination. And as a result, many of us that were given so much didn't appreciate all that we were given. And gradually, church became an inconvenience for many on a Sunday. Some began to get into some weird philosophies and thinking and teachings and and secular humanism, environmentalism by the 1980s and 90s. And our focus of attention and worship became the planet Earth, not the creator of the planets, the universe, the stars, and all that we see and behold and wonder about. And then we raised our kids no differently. They don't know. They don't understand. They've never read through the scripture. They've been denied the word of God. They have been been denied the truth of God's word and how it can change their life forever. Instead, they look to government. They look to themselves. They look to their careers for all their satisfaction and all their needs to be met. And even many young people that are trying to find a church often find a church that's more about me than about God. Or if it's a mainline church, if they're older baby boomers and still hanging out at one, they're heretical churches that don't even teach the gospel anymore and worship the earth. And they celebrate all the sins that God condemns. Yeah, 47% of the United States are affiliated with some kind of a church, synagogue, or mosque. And when you look at the number of quote, Christian churches. How many are truly Christian anymore? Only a tiny fraction. The church is now a remnant. Our nation no longer is represented by God-fearing people. They're God-mocking people. And they don't care. They barely even give lip service anymore to God. They lie with impunity. I think even Chuck Schumer kind of summed it up the other day by accident when he was talking about, I can't remember how long ago he said it, you know, you don't mess with the intelligence agencies, man. They can find 10 ways to Sunday to kill you or destroy you, and that's true. We have a government run amok. We had an interrupter. Whatever you're feeling about Donald Trump, I don't care if you disagree with his policies, his morality, or any of it. It doesn't have anything to do with it. As far as the powers that be that are really running the government, the shadow government, the deep state, he was an interrupter. He had to go. And if it took an election to be stolen, if it took hyping a pandemic, if it took destroying the economy, if it took doing things that obviously have killed people, they're that satanically inspired now that they would do it. And the world... The world is being told at the high level, it's time for a big global reset. 
what is this reset going to look like? In a couple of minutes, we're going to take a break. And I had some more things I really wanted to share in the next half of the program. I may get to some of it. This has been a busy two weeks. And I apologize for going so long in this first segment. But I needed to get this out to you to understand that you are being lied to on so many levels. And the Bible makes it clear that this is what's going to happen. This is not some strange mystery. It's prophetic. I may talk about some other COVID nonsense later this week about, you know, the airport, the mask wearing on an airline. Yeah, yet we're shoved in the thing like sardines. And a mask does not really, the mask does not provide you any protection. If you don't know that by now, you need to. And it really doesn't protect anybody. Here's the funny thing. The breath you make now blows out the side of a mask. So if you're sitting in an airliner, it's blowing right next to the passenger. And you're, you're just helping it spread if a mask is, if you're wearing one. The numbers prove that they really don't work. Yet we are led to believe that they are a magic mask. You know, I kept thinking in my mind as I'm flying, there was a song I remember hearing when I was much younger by a group called The Who, which is kind of fitting when you think of the World Health Organization. And it was called The Magic Bus. And I kept thinking I could rewrite that to The Magic Mask. Yeah, we're wearing these face coverings. We're doing all these things. We'll take a few minutes and talk about some of the silliness. And I'm going to get into some really important stuff. Because we can sit here all week, every program just tearing apart the news that most of you that listen to this program already understand. I do know I got I need to remind you from time to time so it helps keep us glued together and make sure you realize you're not going crazy. Sometimes in the midst of the world we live in, you may feel that at times, and I, I really understand it. I really do. It's hard for me some days to come before this microphone because I know that I have to deal with the most evil issues facing our world today. And my wife asked me the question, how do you do this all the time? Doesn't it wear you down? Yeah, some days it does. And then you go to a funeral of a friend who gave his life to Christ. And you realize, you realize it'll be worth it all. It will be worth it all. When that day comes, when we stand before our Lord, I want to hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The great and wonderful Passover connection. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Khan, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, Passover is really the first and central celebration of the Jewish faith. Passover came before all the rest. It's Israel's birthday when they remember that they were once slaves in Egypt, but God saved them by sending a redeemer and by the blood of the lamb. Now, if Passover is the center of Israel's holy days, and if Messiah is the center of Israel, then you'd think that Messiah and Passover would go together. 
And so they do. It's no accident that Jesus, the Messiah, is called the Lamb of God. It's no accident that of all days he died on Passover. It's no accident that on the Last Supper they had bread and wine and lamb. The Last Supper was the Passover Seder. And so every time you have the Lord's Supper, you're eating the bread and drinking the wine of Passover. It's no accident that he rose also during the Passover week because Passover was really the celebration of new beginnings and new life. The point is, you can't get around it. There's no other Messiah but Jesus, and only he could do all this. And we who are believers have a truly Jewish faith. In fact, we have a Passover faith. It all began on Passover. Therefore, no matter who you are, no matter what tribe or tongue you come from, you need to celebrate Passover every day of your life. Don't let a day go by in your life without remembering that once you were a slave in a faraway land, far from God, but God in his mercy sent you as Redeemer, and by the blood of the Lamb, he broke your chains, he set you free, and he called you out of bondage and he set you on a good and blessed journey home to a land flowing with milk and honey, the promised land. So keep your eyes on the lamb and celebrate Passover. Celebrate your salvation for you too are a child of Israel. Want more on this? Ask for the Passover Seder. And now the free gift for you, the most incredible evidence and proof of Jesus as the Messiah discovered in the writings of the rabbis. You'll get it in the Mystery of the Temple Doors plus Sapphire's guarantee to give you the power of living a victorious life in God. All free. How do you get these gifts? Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. Call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of the world, salvation to five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111, L-O-D-I, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah, Adon Olam, Lord of all. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Are we really happy here with this lonely game we play? Looking for words to sing. Searching but not finding. Standing anywhere Lost in a mass Masquerade Oh, did you get that right? Searching but not finding Understanding anywhere We're lost in a masquerade I want to welcome you back to part two of Truth to Ponder for a Monday I'm your host, Bob Bierman When we went to the break, I was talking about the mask-wearing syndrome. We seem to be so convinced or being convinced or being yelled at through PA speakers in, in stores and airports and everywhere that wearing a face mask will solve everything. I mean, if we wear a face mask, stay indoors, don't go to work, don't go to a restaurant, don't go around and hang around with anybody maybe someday the virus will be gone so we're told over the past year 
you and I have been told a lot of things as I started the program. We have been lied to consistently. And yet so many people are blinded to the fact we've been lied to. Now, I want to remind you, if you're just tuning in at this halfway point, I know a lot of you listen as a podcast, and, and so you know the program is Truth to Ponder, and our website is truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. And I really wasn't planning on spending this much time on the lies that we've been told for the past year. But after what I've been through these past three airline trips, with what I've been through this last one in particular, and with all that I hear coming out of our federal government and too many state governments, I I guess I'm angry. I guess I don't like being lied to and treated like a child. In what, Michigan, they wanna they wanna tell people that are like two years old you gotta wear a face mask. What kind of this is insanity, this is child cruelty. They what do they what do you want to do? Ruin these children mentally for the rest of their life? Do you want to infect and hurt their health? This is not normal to put a cloth or paper covering over the face of a child. Children number one. They really don't suffer from this virus. And we've learned over the past year, there are facts to back this up. They're not the spreaders of the virus. So why do these cruel, mean, satanic, and evil governors and their staffs come up with these ridiculous measures that have no basis in science? We've been told a lot of things. You know, the the magic face mask seems to be the thing. We must have a magic face mask to come into the grocery store. We must have a magic face mask to travel on a train, a plane, or a bus. We must have a magic face mask to ride in an Uber cab. We must have a magic face mask to walk outside. Yet there's no proof that they work. And what studies there are, are revealing. I loved one that I read a while back, and I wish I had it in front of me. Maybe I'll have it by tomorrow's program. There's actually been some studies done on how effective a face mask really is. And within the margin of error of 2%, it's like between 0 and 1%, it might help. (laughs) Wait a minute. You mean it, it might not even help at all? It might have a zero impact. You know, go back to the beginning of this virus. And, you know, Dr. Fauci, the father of the virus, he's been the spokesperson that this new administration, man, they, they they just worship every word that falls out of this man's mouth. Mask or no mask. And what did he tell us last year? Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better and it might even block a a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. (laughs) Every, Every time, every time I hear Dr. Father of the Virus Fauci talk about oh yeah, you don't need to be wearing a mask and then, you know, he's the biggest guy sitting in that hearing when being told that wearing a mask now, if you've been vaccinated and it's supposed to work, isn't this theater? 
oh no, it's not theater. You really need to wear one or you're going to die. I mean, this is, we have been, every time we turn around over the past year, the information keeps changing. The goalposts keep moving and CNN keeps a death ticker telling us a half a million plus died. And we, we literally believe that people just walk down the street and get attacked by a virus and they, they collapse and die. Look, I, I'm not saying there is no such thing as the COVID-19 disease. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm, not, I'm saying it's not what they said it was going to be. And it still will never be what they claim it's going to be. We've taken measures that proved to be ineffective. Governor Cuomo in New York, I remember watching one of his press conferences. I had to do it as part of my job. I hated it, but I did. And he was going, I am so surprised that I don't get it. It's like, you know, almost 70% of the people that get the virus are the ones that are locked down. He couldn't get it. He still doesn't get it. So what do we do? Lock down some more. That makes sense. I really believe in what the scripture teaches. And and I'm going to get into some of this stuff, maybe a little bit tomorrow. I think that I've exhausted it. Let's put it this way. George Washington once said, truth will ultimately prevail where there are plans taken to bring it to light. And so we're going to bring some of these facts to light tomorrow about the severity, the, the numbers, the inflated numbers. Yes, there's no doubt that A number of people did die in the United States as a result of contracting COVID-19. Would they have died that year or this year? Well, we'll get into some of that maybe tomorrow. I'm more afraid about what's going to happen in the years to come with this vaccine that everybody says we need to get and the vaccine passports, and the control on our lives. I'm concerned about what's happening overseas right now between Russia and the Ukraine. I am worried immensely about Iran and what it would like to see happen all across the Middle East. The Red Sea is important. I wonder what's going to happen to Egypt in all of this. I wonder where Israel will fit in. There's a lot we need to talk about, and this is what I wanted to get into, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit, and then I'll open up with the program on more about this tomorrow. During this past week, we got a lot of radio shows done early because of the travel, and it gave me time during the travel. The first time I really hadn't had to think about the radio program for a couple of days. I had other things more important on my mind. And and those things really had to do with preparing God's people and getting the message out that things are about to change. The world as you and I knew it, if you're a baby boomer like me, maybe you're my age, maybe you're younger, older, the world we knew with all of its concerns of the 1960s is not going to touch the world we're getting ready to walk into today. I can't imagine in the 1970s 
a pandemic like this shutting businesses down and people wearing face masks made in China. You know, that's something else. I'm looking at I'm looking at all these face masks you buy. And what's the fine print say? Made in China. I, I have a hard time finding any other type. Just like the virus, made in China. And I get I said that one time on Facebook. I was warned if I say that again, I would, you know, be they would shut my account down. Well, I'm sorry. They were saying that it was, you know, it wasn't made there. It didn't come from China. And well, maybe it did, but it came from an old bat. We know that it didn't. I said it last year, and I don't, I'm not trying. Yeah, I am. I'm just trying to tell you that I, I don't buy into everything that I read, but if I feel confident in what I'm seeing, I'm going to share it with you. I knew from material that I had seen in my work that this was no accidental transmission somewhere in 2019 from a bat to a human and or a bat to a human via a wet market in Wuhan. We knew that was a I knew that was a bogus story then. Even though the mainstream media and CNN did their best to keep that phony narrative alive. And it's only in recent weeks and months that that story's beginning to fall apart in even the mainstream media. The light of truth is hitting a few of these narratives and they're quietly falling apart. I told you a year ago, I told you when we started this regular daily program, I told you back in September, October, and and other months that this virus originated coming from a a laboratory. Now, its original source, it increasingly appears the original sourcing of this virus to get to that lab was right here in the United States and none other than Dr. Fauci. Yet he's the guy that we listened to for all of this for over a year. Anybody that had reason or common sense has been silenced by this new administration. When you look at our current president signing a bill, assuming he ever read it or knows what he's signing, who is always standing behind his right side about, you know, 12, 15 feet away, wearing a black face mask and generally very dark clothing. Vice President Kamala Harris. Like waiting for that moment when she's going to just push him out of that chair and take over. There is such an evil feel, and I, I can't put my finger on it, but I, I really feel in, in my lifetime, I've only been to a few places where I've ever felt what I call the presence of evil or or satanic spirits or demons, what whatever, where you feel there's something horribly wrong. It's like don't don't walk, run. Get away from this. This is not safe. This is not good. This is not holy. Purely dangerous. Whenever I watch some of these politicians today, people like Jerry Nadler, 
Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris and her laugh. Even the press secretary for the president and other members of of Congress and even the Senate, like Blumenthal and a few others. I, I, I can detect the lying and it just pierces me. You see it and you feel the evil coming out of their mouth. And you you can tell that even they, even they either know they're lying or they have given themselves over to a retrobate mind to the point that they can no longer even see the truth for themselves. They can't find any understanding or truth. And they want to keep all of us in this masquerade. A masquerade of fear. Oh, if everybody just gets the vaccine, we can all be back to normal tomorrow. You know, as soon as we do that, we're all going to be... No, we're not. Dr. Fauci has given enough hints over the months that this will go on through 2022. You can guarantee it. They've got to steal another election. Because if they don't, they're going to try to make, even though it's against the Constitution, they're going to try to make D.C. a state. They're going to try to convince Puerto Rico to be a state. They're going to try to pass a bill to make it nationwide. Everybody gets a ballot, and nobody needs an ID, except if you want to visit Congress or you want to you know, go to a store and buy a tobacco product or something or if you want to open a bank account, or if you want to fly in an airliner. You know, I had to fly in an airliner. How many times did I have to show my ID to get on that airliner? Being scrutinized by the, you know, TSA. Pull down your face mask for just a moment to make sure that that picture matches, to make sure you're really Robert Bierman flying on this jet. We can't, we got to make sure it's really you and verify everything about you. And you have to fill out all these forms. Have you had COVID-19? Have you had a fever in the last 48 hours? Have you had this? Have you had that? Blah, blah, blah. You know, are you wearing? And you must wear your face covering at all times. Failure to wear a face covering will be a violation of federal dictates or rules or whatever, regulations, which could come with a fine or being banished from flying for life. Tomorrow we'll share some more of what I call these war stories. But right now, I'd like to change direction for just a little while and talk about one of the reasons this program is on the air. In my travels last week, I, t- I told you I had some time to think about this work, this mission, this ministry, and the value of shortwave radio. I'm a believer in shortwave radio. I really am. Podcasts are great, and we will use the ability of a podcast as long as that door stays open. And yes, I'm looking at some alternatives, things that might be better and possible, ways to get more people to listen. But I I just don't want to give up on shortwave. I've seen some ministries that are true believers in shortwave, and they're willing to put their resources financially and otherwise into doing it and many 
would say, well, you know, I don't get the feedback. They're, they're not really paying the bill like I wish they would. And so they go elsewhere. And I don't want to use the term maximize their profit, but I'm going to use the term to maximize their profit. If they don't have to pay an airtime bill, obviously they have more money to do other things. When you're doing when you're doing a podcast or a video cast and you're doing it on the public internet, your costs are significantly lower than being on, oh, I don't know, a cable television outlet, a cable, you know, TV network. Your costs are always going to be lower. But I also recognize that when you put everything into the internet, and I can think of a lot of places that have done that where they decide, and I'm talking, I'm thinking many right now, where they used to rely on you know Christian AM or FM radio stations around the country, and now, and now they've pulled away from some of those, and they say, just come to our website and you can hear our programs. I've known ministries that really surprise me that have put paywalls up to what they're offering to you. And and maybe it's just me, but I find that very disturbing, especially those that are trying to merchandise music. Oh, come through our paywall and you'll get wonderful music. Come to our paywall. You'll get secret information. Some ministries are doing that. I'm noticing that in these, in these very extremely weird times that have occurred, and after the election of last year, the pandemic, the direction that we're heading, as we've watched, as I warned. You know, I, I remember, I'll just come out and say it. I left a particular place about five years ago. And continue doing my weekend show. And I started warning about those that are going to jump off to the internet. Or jump onto the internet. And jump out of radio. Someday they're going to regret it. And they're going to want to come back. And a lot of us stayed with it. And it's not an easy investment to do. And now with five days a week. It's more of an investment of time and effort. And yes, even airtime cost. But I am working on something. Now, this is something I, I'm going to get into this a little bit over the next several days as some correspondence goes back and forth and I get some more answers. I'll be able to tell you more right now. Let's just say there are a number of people and I in discussions on things that can be done to increase the outreach on shortwave. There's couple of stations I deal with now. There's another one I wish I could. They're hard to get a hold of, but I really believe they may have something to offer down the road. Look, when a ministry, and I'm thinking even, you know, some political organizations, conservative, give you an example. Saw again where, you know, if you've ever heard of PragerU, Prager University, a lot of the stuff they produce, I like. I think it's excellent material. Uh, Dennis Prager is a radio host on the Salem Radio Network, and he does have some thought-provoking videos. Well, he's been thrown off of YouTube. He's been thrown off TikTok. He keeps getting thrown off anywhere. And the only crime he has committed is telling the truth. Now, I'm not a big operation like Prager U or some of these other ministries. 
So I'm not a really big target right now. So for a season, I guess I'll be all right. But I know the day's going to come when somebody's going to say, we don't want to host your podcast with us any longer because you're one of those Christian types. You know, you're you're a public threat. You're a nuisance. You're a you're a you're a domestic terrorist. You're an insurrectionist. That day's coming. I even wonder how long I can maintain a website presence. I think for now I'm all right the way I'm doing it. But I have to understand the day is going to come that many of these outlets that a lot of ministries are using extensively and so many just simply take for granted are going to evaporate or be restricted. Or you'll wonder, why has my audience gotten smaller and smaller? Because they're quietly shadow banning you. I know that day is coming. And so I'm getting ready to invest quite a bit into a project. And this is using not ministry money. This is using part of my my wife and I's retirement funds we've set aside, some of the last of them, you know, for the rainy day fund. But I believe, I believe this much that contrary to what some people say, I can remember, I think I mentioned it, I mentioned it last week. I can remember working for a place, I won't say who, where, or what, and as we parted ways, they said, nobody has a need for a 61-year-old you know, radio station, shortwave AM engineer anymore. That was five years ago. There's just no need for it. It's all on the internet, man. Look at this phone. It's all, the world is here. They've long put you dinosaurs out to pasture. That's pretty much what I was told in no uncertain terms. And I knew in my heart when I was told that by this so-called learned individual, he was a fool. He had canceled all the radio that he'd ever done. In one day, just said, I'm done. He stayed on one frequency for a while because of contract. And then he threw it off too. Then he ran off television and and video and, and just everything. Everything digital, digital, digital. I wonder if they'll come back to shortwave. And I wonder if they'll apologize for abandoning it during the time that they did. I hope they do. There are a lot of ministries that need to come back. If you believe in this ministry, would you consider supporting it with a small financial gift? You can do it from the website, or if you want to mail a check, make it out to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And you can reach us at 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's number 263. We are currently and will be here for a couple of more weeks. And don't worry, the mail will be forwarded. Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. That's 30537. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.